You're listening to the Cornerstone Chapel High School Youth Ministry. Let's head into the service for this week's message. Here's just kind of an outline of the whole book of Ephesians. It's just six chapters, but it's a perfectly written and practical book for you and me. So chapters one through three, what we talked about in the previous weeks, is all about our riches in Christ Jesus. So Paul first talks about the blessings and the riches that we have in Jesus Christ as a Christian, as a believer. God has blessed us with every gift. Every perfect gift comes from above. That's what Jesus wants to do for us. He wants to bless us with the heavenly gifts that he has in store for us, our rewards. And so that's, he's talking about the encouragement that we can have being blessed with the riches in Christ Jesus. God has given us all, if you're a believer today, you are rich in Christ Jesus. You may not be rich physically, but you are rich spiritually. God makes us rich. He gives us his treasure. That treasure was his blood dying on the cross for us. So that's chapters one through three. Now, chapters four through six, now this is when it gets practical. Now we start talking about, okay, how do I want to apply this to my life? What are the application and and everything that I need to follow through now? So chapters four through six is our responsibilities in Christ Jesus. So Paul first talks about this is your blessings and riches in Jesus. Now it's your responsibility. So as a Christian, God gives us a responsibility. We are to do his will. God prepares us for good works in advance, and he calls us to do something. And I'm not talking about being just a missionary in a foreign country, although that is great, and if you're called to do that, do it. But God may call us to do just the simple things, being a witness to the ones, our next-door neighbor, being a witness to the person next to your locker. God calls us to do certain things. We are given a responsibility. So if you're a Christian and you're like, I just don't really know what God has for me, or I don't really think God has anything for me, think again. God does have something for you. Read his word, pray. He's going to reveal it to you, and he says, now I want you to go do this. As a Christian, we're not supposed to be lazy. We're not supposed to be kind of lax in our relationship with Jesus. We're supposed to be energetic and preaching the gospel and getting people to come to church to get to know Jesus. That's why we have camps. We want to get everyone involved. We want to bring people to the faith. Come to camp, although it's fun, yes, but we preach God's message. We want people to walk out of camp changed. So that's the whole thing that Paul's talking about, our responsibility now in Christ. And our first thing we're going to talk about, there's going to be four things that we're going to talk about through chapters 4, 5, and 6, the remaining of this time in the next couple weeks. Chapters 4, we're going to talk about the unity in Christ Jesus, living in unity. That's our responsibility. That's number one. Later, we're going to talk about living in purity and harmony and also living in victory. Those are the application parts that we're going to talk about. But for today, it's our topic for today, unity. And I love this topic, and I know a lot of people can talk about this just free of hand, and it's just easy to talk about it, but it's, it's very hard to live this. It's very hard to live this. We're going to talk about what it means to be united, not just as a church, but as a youth group today in this room right now. We're to be living in unity. And I get that word living from chapter 4, verse 1. That's where we're going to start for today. Let's look at chapter 4, verse 1, and we're going to work our way through chapter uh, 4 from verse 1 to 16. So follow along. Verse 1, Paul says, as a prisoner for the Lord, so remember, he's writing this in prison. Physically, he's in prison. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live. And you can underline that verse, that word, maybe highlight it or just remember this. That's the word that we need to remember. To live a life worthy of the calling you have received. To live a life of worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble, this is verse 2, and gentle. Be patient, 
bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity. There's that word. You can underline it. Make every effort to make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one bond and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all in all. Let's pause and pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Father, help us to understand what it means to live in unity. Lord, we can talk about this all the time, but do we actually live it? And so, Father, help this to be challenging for us. Help us to be encouraging for us. Maybe some of us are practicing this right now. We're living in unity with one another, but maybe some of us are kind of struggling with this. That even though we can come together in a building, are we really together heart to heart, Father? And so that's what you call us to be. You call us to be united. Help us to uh, take this to heart. Father, we love you. We thank you for the worship. And we think of your son Jesus coming 2,000 years ago as a baby as this Christmas season approaches. Lord, we never want to forget the wonderful thing you did when you sent your son Jesus to come and live and to die for us. We can't thank you enough. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Amen. All right, back on Promotion Sunday, back on the first Sunday before school started, anyone, was anyone here for that? Raise a hand. It's, we call it Promotion Sunday. It's when you guys move up in your grade. It's not like you get a promotion like in your job. We just call it promotion. You get to move up a grade, all right? So you freshmen in here, you remember your former days over there, and now you are welcome into the good side, all right? That is the dark side. This is the good side. So you guys have worked your way up. Promotion Sunday happened back in, in August, late August or whatever. And in the Promotion Sunday, I asked everyone and had a raise of hands of questions of where everyone goes to school. You remember that? I wanted to see the diversity of where everyone went to school, whether that's homeschooled, public, private, outside of Loudoun County, it doesn't matter. I, wanted, I liked to see the diversity that was in here of everyone at different schools in parts of Loudoun County and beyond. So I asked everyone, where does everyone go to school? And I saw the different diversity that was in here of everyone that, that went to a different school or homeschooled or private school, and yet we're all together as one in this room. Now, we may be together one physically, but what Paul's talking about here is, are we one spiritually? Are we one spiritually? Because I can guarantee you, the average person here does not know everyone's name in this room. I guarantee it, because I don't know everyone's name. So, and that's, that's not a compliment. That's, I need to learn your name. That's sad for me, okay? I'm terrible at names, and I will try to remember. I still don't remember my name sometimes, so you're good to go. But... The reason I had everyone raise their hands and what school everyone goes to and where they're from is just, just to see the richness of the diversity in here and what you and I can do as a youth group to be united as one. It, it is hard to ha now have this spirit of unity within this youth group right now. There is something challenging with that because now since we're scattered, we kind of have our core group of friends or cliques, and I've talked about this before. I'm a fan of core groups. I'm okay with the word clique, all right? I'm okay that everyone has kind of their certain core groups of friends, and you guys huddle around each other like football teams, and you sit where you want to sit, and everyone sits kind of in the same spot. You have your core group of friends and your cliques that you hang out with and talk to in the youth group. I get that. I totally get that. I was like that too. What I don't like, what I don't like, is when the clicks become too much of a click that you forget everybody else around you. You forget about that person that's sitting alone 
because you're too preoccupied with your group. So I love the groups. I love the cliques. What I don't like is that it becomes now some sort of segregation where we don't talk to that group or this group. There's no unity there. It's just different little pools of groups. That's the one thing I don't like. And that's the thing that God doesn't like either. God wants unity among his people. Not just in your family, not just in this youth group, not just in his church, but churches abroad. Not just at Cornerstone Chapel, but churches everywhere. There, there needs to be unity among the believers. And so that's what we're talking about today. And I love, actually, anybody seen Spider-Man, with the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire? So good. The last two got just weird. I love Spider-Man. I wanted to be Spider-Man. But in Spider-Man, Spidey, or Peter Parker, had a uncle named Uncle Ben. Remember Uncle Ben? Sweet old man. Uncle Ben, I hated it when he died. And if I ruined it for you, I'm sorry. But you should have known by now. It's been a long time. <laughs> Uncle Ben had a great quote to his nephew, Peter Parker, in the car. They're in the car. I don't, I, Peter Parker, I just love saying it that way. They're sitting in the car, and he says, Peter, listen, with great power comes great responsibility. It's a great quote, great line. And he's right. With great power comes great responsibility. And Peter's like, okay, yeah, whatever, uncle. Then he gets killed. It's just sad. <laughs> it's sad. But then, he, then he gets revenge. It's awesome. But that quote, with great power comes great responsibility. That's exactly what Jesus calls us to do in his word. Because God has now given us a power. It's his power of his spirit. The power of making him known among the nations. He's given us this power now. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that can live inside you and me. So God does call us with great power that I've given you. Now comes great responsibility. And some of us either use it wisely or we waste it. We waste it. So if God's giving you his spirit of power, he's going to give you a task and a command that you need to have responsibility with this power. Because a lot of people will use that power and just throw it away. It's a waste. It's a waste of life. So again, as the quote is, with great power comes great responsibility, that's what we have for today. It's our responsibilities in Jesus Christ, what we talked about. And the first one we're going to talk about is unity. The first thing we're going to talk about is unity. I want to keep reading, starting in verse 11. Let's keep reading down through the passage because there, here comes some great application verses for us today, what Paul is saying. Verse 11 says this, it was he, that's God, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. All right, so he's using that in verse 11. Now he gets into verse 12. This is what he says. Some to be pastors and teachers to, verse 12, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ, there's that word, for the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity. There's that word again so that the body of Christ can be built up and strengthened so that we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. You can underline that word. We can become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We all, as the body of Christ, and as the body of Christ in this youth group, not just of Cornerstone Chapel, but in this youth room, there needs to be this spirit of unity. And a part of that unity, there needs to be maturity and growing up. Because some of us, some of you in here, are still kind of infants in their faith. There's no maturity yet. There's no, there's no growth yet. God wants spiritual growth. God wants us to grow up. Just as you grow up from a baby to now an adult, God wants the same thing in our faith. 
Grow up as an infant, get to know Jesus more and more. That's why we have Sunday school. That's why we have youth group. That's why we have young adults. That's why we have single adult ministry. Then that's why we have main sanctuary. Just building each other up. We're growing in our faith. That's what God wants, to have unity. But there's, th- there's four things I want you guys to write down on how are we supposed to attain this unity? How are we supposed to acknowledge other people and be united as one? Because that's my heart. That's my heart personally for this youth group is that there's a unity of one, that we reach out to those that we don't know, that we talk to those that we don't know. And some of you do a good job at this. Some of you do have a, a natural gift of talking to the ones that are kind of down and out, that are new, that are kind of lonely. Some of you, though, kind of have an issue with it. It's challenging. It's a little intimidating to go to that person, go to that new person and talk to them. But it's a good challenge to have in this youth group. And there's four things that we can write down, four things, four qualities to build unity. And it's actually found right here in chapter four. It's from God's word. Let's look again in verse one. Let's read it again. Four things that God's word says. And he says here, as a prisoner for the Lord, Paul is, then I urge you to live the life worthy of the calling you've received, this calling of unity. Now here he goes. He says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Those are the four qualifications, and they're up here, the four qualities. Humility, gentleness, patience, love. If you want to know how to build unity among each other, these are the four, group, four qualities we need to have to reach that ultimate unity here as a body of Christ. And the first one's simple, humility. That, that's where it all starts. It goes, it's like a domino effect. Humility to gentleness, then to patience, then to love. That's what Paul's saying. If you want to have a life worthy of the calling God's given you and you want to live the life and walk in that in unity, then attain these four things. Understand these four things learn these four things, and live these four things. And again, in verse 1, when he says, Paul says, I urge you to live, in the Greek, that word live literally means to walk. That's what the Greek means. So some of your other Bible translations, like the King James, will say walk instead of live. It's the same thing. But, but living in the new NIV, it just means it's an application for everyday life. But it's living to walk in this. We're to walk in humility. We're to walk in gentleness, walk in patience, walk in love. So if there wants to be unity, that means the opposite of humility is pride. Lay down our pride. Get humble before the Lord, or lest you're going to be humbled by the Lord. It's two ways you can do it. You can humble yourself, the Bible says, or it says God can humble you. And I'd rather take the former. I want to be humbling myself. I don't want God to humble me. So to build unity among each other, that means maybe branching out from your core group, saying, let's bring in this person. Hey, let's go talk to that person. Let's go see what they're up to. And it's not just in the youth group. It's the people you see in the youth group that are at your schools or at your jobs. Hey, you know, I I hear that you go to Cornerstone. I think I saw you the other day. That's a great conversation to just to start and to start building unity. Then when you come together as one on a Sunday or a Wednesday or a youth event or youth camp, you get to know them more and more. That's what God wants us to do. So that's humility, though. That's not holding this harbor and the bitterness of pride and saying, I'm not going to talk to that person. I'm better than that. And deep down, all of us usually have that issue where pride will sink in and say, I'm not going to talk to that person. Let someone else do it. It's so easy to do that. It's very easy to do that. But it does start with humility. And then it goes to gentleness. Be gentle to those that come in. Find someone that's new. And then be patient with them. I think Paul puts it in here for a reason. Be patient with those because they might... 
you know, there's introverts, there's extroverts. There's outgoing people, there's quiet people. So be patient with them. If you're an, ex if you're an extrovert and an outgoing person, loves to talk, loves to be around, but they're introvert, little shy, you know, a little timid, you know, it needs a little more help to, to get along, just be patient, all right? So we can't be like, man, you're, like I talked to you for one hour and you're not, you're not gonna do anything. I forget you, I'm gonna talk to somebody else. Like, no, no, no. Be patient with them. Be patient. And then, last and not least, love. Humility goes to gentleness, which then goes to being patient with those people, which then turns into love. And we all need to do number four. Love on each other. So humility might be a hard one to attain. You know, gentleness might be hard a little bit. Patience is definitely a hard one. But love, love should be the number one thing in this youth room that binds us together. These are the four qualities, the qualifications that the Bible tells us to have in order to attain this unity. Now, I would love it for today, before you leave, you go find someone new and talk to them. Say hi. That's how the fire gets started. That's how a revolution can get started. We can be united as this, and then all the high schools and all the jobs and all the counties that we live in can be represented as one in this room. Think of what would happen if everyone's just scattered where you guys go to school and how that would affect the communities. Think of this. Jesus has 12 disciples, and they changed the world, basically. Just 12. I think about, I don't know, 160 are in here, 170 about that. Jesus only had 12, and they changed the world. They would go and preach the gospel to the known world at that time, to Europe, to India, to, to Asia, to Africa. They would go to the world. And Christianity is spreading. But Jesus only had 12 people. But you know why it, it worked? You know why it worked? Because they, they practiced these three things because they were walking with Jesus himself. Jesus walked in humility. He walked in gentleness. He walked in patience. And he walked in love. And there was unity among the disciples. They would have bickering. There was, there was you know, jabs in the back. And some of the disciples were saying, you know, I think you and me are the greatest. I don't know about those 10, but... You and me are the greatest ones. And then they start hearing about this. It's a great passage in the Gospels. Two of, two of the disciples are saying, like, I think you and me are the best ones of these 12. We're so cool. Jesus loves us more than them. The 10 start hearing it. What are you saying? You're saying that Jesus loves you guys more and you guys are the best? Yeah, that's what we're saying. And we're going to go talk to my mom because my mom's going to go talk to Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, when we come into your kingdom and in your heavenly throne, have my two boys sit on your right and left. And the 10 are like, you fools, you idiots, like, who do you think you are? And there was bickering, and Jesus was like, stop it, all right? You have no idea what you guys are talking about. No, you're not going to sit on my right and left. You are all one. Let's be unified. He would unite them together as one. But the three things, the four things that these have in common with is that they now produce a common goal and a common result. So of these four things, now here, we read it here in verse 12. All four of these things now equals maturity. If we can attain these four things and understand these are the foundation of unity within the youth group and within the body of Christ, within Cornerstone Chapel as a whole, the result should be maturity. Maturity, growing up in Jesus. Let's look at it again. Look at verse 13, actually. He says, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, Become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. God calls us, as the body of Christ, this is the body of Christ, the body of this youth group, 
to become mature and to grow up in him that we may build each other up and reach unity in the faith and knowledge of Jesus. I'm kind of just paraphrasing what's found in 12, verse 12 and 13. It's kind of a paraphrase. This is what God wants for us, and he calls us to this. God calls us as the body of Christ to become mature and grow up. If some of you are still kind of stuck in your immaturity and haven't grown up, it is time to grow up. It's time to grow up. We are high schoolers now. You're going to become adults later down the road for college and a career and marriage. It starts now for spiritual unity and maturity. It needs to start growing up. God calls us to that. He doesn't want us to stay as infants. He wants us to grow. But I like what's underlined. It says that we may build each other up. There's the encouraging word that you and I need to do for each other, building each other up. That's why we meet in here every Sunday and Wednesday. That's why we come together. It's to build each other up. It's to get refreshed again because a lot of you are going through the week of school and of home and of a job and of work and relationships and it can kind of get hectic. So when you come back in here, this is the place you build each other up. Say, keep it going. Keep up the good work. I'm praying for you. Hang in there. This is the place. And if this, is, if this isn't happening, then, then we're failing. We're failing God. Unity needs to be a part of this so that we can now spread it among the world. But we need to build each other up, encourage one another. You know, and, and you know, social media be, can be a great tool, but I still like the old-fashioned way of actually talking to someone, not just social media, okay? I'm a little old school. Still like talking to someone. We need to do that and build each other up. This is the place to do it. I want to leave you with this last verse. It's found in Romans 15, verses 5 and 6. Great verse to memorize, great verse to write down. Romans 5, 15, 5 through 6. Paul would say this, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement, God giving us endurance and encouragement, God encouraging us, give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus. And he says, so that with one heart and one mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? This is what we need to have, folks, a spirit of unity. This is the first thing that we need to have to walk in it, to walk in this. Next week we're going to talk about purity and harmony. God wants us to walk in purity and harmony. And the last thing he wants us to walk in is victory. That's chapter 6, the end of the book. This is all our responsibility as a Christian. And if some of you are kind of struggling with this, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. We all want to pray for you. We all want to build each other up, strengthen that. If you're doing great right now, praise God. Let's keep it up. Let's encourage you to keep going. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity. That's what I want in this youth group. We come from so many backgrounds and so many schools are represented in this room. Think of what could happen if there's unity in this room and then it spreads throughout the community. Just think of that. But may God give you the spirit of unity so that you yourselves may follow Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. For additional teachings and to learn more about the Cornerstone Chapel Youth Group, visit us online at cornerstonechapel.net.